to Emma's podcast, I had a <laughs> senile moment for a, for a sec here, like, what? Who am I? Okay, <laughs> I wanted to, <laughs> we're doing a podcast, I'm starting to laugh, so that's going to be a good podcast again, <laughs> I'm starting to laugh. So it is Saturday morning, and I know by the time I'm going to move it live, it's not going to be Saturday morning, but we're recording on a Saturday morning, which is awesome, very early on a Pacific time. No, it's not 5 a.m. over there. I've been nice. I <laughs> just waited a longer. And I have a person, a guest that uh, I wanted to talk to a while ago, but there were so many things happening for him that we didn't have the time, and I wanted him to be more subtle so we could talk about a lot of things as in being rushed. So today I am speaking with Ryan Bowman, who is the uh, owner of Fry's CBD. And this is an awesome, I would say, um, uh, products, products. He doesn't have only one, but he has several products that he use. And he has a, um, a very interesting story to share. So I wanted him on my podcast to share that story. Good morning, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Emma. It is a great morning and thank you for having me. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. So um, we don't know much about a lot of things about you and we're going to discover more today. First of all, you're a massage therapist um, and I want to know how you got it started. First of all, what inspired you to go into massage therapy, therapeutic uh, massage? Can you share a little bit why you got inspired to do that? Yeah, um, I grew up really kind of wanting to get into the healthcare industry originally as a doctor, but uh, economic level of where I was in status kind of limited my opportunities. And you know, I made the best of it and went to massage therapy school um, after, you know, a few years of riling around and really loved it. Uh, loved being able to incorporate a lot of the things in my life that came in through the experiences I had, being exposed to metaphysical practices, energy work and things like that, and incorporating those into helping people feel better and just helping people in general. It's kind of always been a thread of my life, either through the people in my life and what they've done or kind of the goals and aspirations of what I want to do with myself. Oh, that's phenomenal. So you study uh, essential oils as well? Uh, you know, that was, you kind of touched on a lot of different things. Uh, mostly you focus on the body, the kinesiology, mm -hmm. the muscle movement, the uh, topical parts of things, but um, you do touch into essential oils as well as some other spa work and uh, energy work. You kind of get a little sample of everything and then as you get into your own practice, you kind of dive into other things as well. So uh, from what you've learned to your practice, what was the common threats for you to help and heal people? Well. Um, it, that was a development early on uh, right out of school I was really into like deep tissue therapy and doing like chronic injury type stuff because it's it's hands-on it's aggressive and it's it, it's really exciting but uh, as I got into the, the real world of things and outside of the books and the classroom I found that that is only a, a part of the iceberg that I was you know trying to man so I kind of started with deep tissue therapy, uh, got into mm -hmm. more relaxation therapy for the financial benefits of it. You make way more money when you're working at a spa than trying to grind and build your own massage practice. I mean, that is a business grind to build a massage practice. You got to get out there. You got to elicit customers and massage clients are very finicky yes, I agree. massage therapists are kind of like artists in a way and if someone doesn't like jackson pollock they don't go and see his artwork so if people don't like the way that you approach massage therapy you kind of burn and turn through clients and in the only way to have a good practice is to have 
consistent clientele. So I, I catered, I catered a lot of what I did to building a practice and a methodology to my massage therapy that was more inclusive towards a broader spectrum of clientele to help pad my finances. So I kind of lost the, the initial mission was lost in the fact that I needed to make money and financially support myself. Well, don't you think that even if you begin at, uh, at the beginning of your career, you do need to feed yourself because I don't think living under a bridge is an option. You know, it's not like, oh, today I'm going to go live under a bridge. I'm going to do it just the way I feel like it. It comes to a point that you need the financial support as well to be able to really get you settled and then go back to what the commission is. Because like you said, uh, well, so question for you, because like you said, you, you know, you lost a little bit of that, which is fine. But when you got back to it, was it the same way than you thought you wanted to do it? Or was it slightly different? Did there was an evolution or a maturity on what you wanted to um, share with your client in a level of massage and therapy? Uh, definitely an evolution. Um, being able to take, because I always, you know, I didn't lose <clears throat> the initial thing. I just, I, I moved towards financially benefiting and then, being, you know, ever persistent on what I like to do in life, I just kind of figured, okay, how do I take this thing here that I originally wanted to do and this thing over here and how do I bring those together so that I can do both at the same time and I can bring to my practice something that's going to not only help them therapeutically, but also get them coming in consistently. And so I developed my, my own technique completely, my own style of massage. I developed massage techniques on the table and different things like that, that, you know, are for some people. And there are some people that do not appreciate the way I approach massage. Um, I, I go about it in a very, uh, Lomi Lomi, which is a massage style from the islands. It's a island style massage very flowy lots of elbows and forearms and long broad strokes uh some tie techniques so there's a lot of uh stretching um also sports therapy massage uh, so there's a lot of body movement and range of motion i like to get the joints mobile and move the body around while the client's on the table and some people aren't privy to that some people just want you to like poke at them and be like yeah. far away and keep it really really uh kind of in my opinion cookie cutter and yeah. i'm not that I, I get really involved i i do i do breath therapy i take deep long breaths and try to provide a energetic approach as well and be as encompassing of the client as i can and sometimes i think that elicits uh responses from people that makes them very insecure about themselves and that can have a negative approach, but it also can be, wow, that was the best massage I've ever had in 20 years. You're amazing. So you get a little bit of everything, but I think what I ended up developing was all in all a much more full approach to massage therapy. And I really enjoyed it, but it, it kind of burnt me out a little bit after 15 years of doing that, I, I kind of was like, ah, you know, time for something new. Okay. So time for something something new. <clears throat> I like that transition. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. That was awesome. <laughs> it's all about teamwork. All about exactly. teamwork. Exactly. This is exactly what it's supposed to be. I love it. See, this is what happened when you have somebody who has a podcast as well, by the way, because but. um what I did not mention at the beginning is you do have a podcast. We'll talk a little bit more afterwards on this one. But the... <laughs> Jenner? <laughs> no, Jenner. Okay, so to to make you understand for this podcast, Jenner is with us because he's the genius behind uh, the scenes, the producer as well. Not only the composer, by the way, as what you heard at the... Uh, yeah, you cannot say a word. Uh, the intro is actually has been created by Jenner, the one that I have for my podcast. And he will pop in and out just uh, in image and he's not allowed to talk. 
<laughs> just to let you know, guys. That's why we're laughing because he just popped in again on camera. We love you, Jenner. So you now, after 15 years, you decided, okay, I, I reached the peak where I am. Now it's time to step up and do something different. Did you have any idea what you wanted to do next? Uh, you know, um, I had multiple ideas. I had a, a stockpile of ideas, which I've actively just started juggling them all okay. like a mad circus act. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get involved socially and politically, which was one of the first things I did. I went out and joined the Andrew Yang campaign and went to Iowa for two weeks and got involved <clears throat> there and just trying to figure out just the ins and outs of how that operation worked it wasn't mm -hmm. really directed at any certain goal except for to have the experience and understand the complexities and how that operation worked. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to get more involved with putting my poetry and my artwork out there. So I started making some music and transitioning that poetry into musical products, I guess. I don't really know how to go about it. I kind of took... <laughs> a artistic approach to it. It's like, I just, this is what it sounds like mm -hmm. when a dove cries sort of approach. And then, um, I went about, uh, podcasting. I, I jumped on the podcast. Jenner also helped me out quite a bit with that. He, he's a fantastic well, person. Let if me you need ask some you, help. Okay. We're going to stop for a second. I'm going to slow down the machine here. Okay. You decided to do a podcast, but how did you went about and how did you met? Jenner and Studio Stargazer because right now you're like, oh, well, you know, blah, you know, well, with Jenner and this and that. I'm like, okay, good. But let's back, you know, let's backtrack for a sec. You got the idea to oh. do a podcast. So how did you go about it? Well, you know, from your beginning of that, I met Jenner through the Yang, Andrew Yang campaign scenario. Uh, oh, now we know. Six degrees of separation, just being involved <laughs> with different podcasts um, during that time I would I would I would guest speak and join panels and stuff and talk about the campaign and that's how me and Jenner got attached and then some time after all that just kind of fell apart me and Jenner just kind of randomly like completely randomly linked up I was I think I was posting on Facebook hey can anyone help me with stuff and we ended up being like, yeah, sure. And then we talked and he needed some help with a uh, audio theater work, some voice acting. And so I jumped on and voiced for UI86 okay. and became botanist Dr. Alfred Knox and okay. rocked out with that. Mm -hmm. And we really just kind of, we really connected. Um, Jenner is a unique, beautiful individual and great. it was mm -hmm. really, yeah, it was, it was, it was great to connect with him. And we just started shooting back and forth and talking about things. And he actually, I think is the one mm -hmm. that mentioned the podcasting and said that I should do it. Okay. And he, he really lit that fire and it's been great. It's, it's for me, the music, the podcasting, it's like my personal therapy. Uh, you know, I can't, you know, therapy is expensive, but it is intangibly valuable for me. So I really uh, appreciate that, being able to have those outlets and that ability to do that. So thank you, Jenner, for your support and uh, pushing me that way. That's so, okay. So you start your podcast. Then what other ideas did you have? Because now the podcast is in motion. Uh, so what else? Well, you know, I, I, you know, Rise CBD. That is okay. Yeah, my... I know. So how did you come up <laughs> with this one? I know. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the ideas. How did you come up with this one? How did you move from a world of therapy, which is not, you know, a big leap actually to where you are right now and what you're doing with the CBD, with Rise CBD, but how did you come up with this one? Did you ever thought then you would move from um, essential oils from massage to the cannabis world? Or how did you do that transition? What came upon you to do that? That is a, you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of working mechanisms through my experience as a human. <laughs> I uh, 
the massage therapy is definitely the start of it. Working mm-hmm. with essential oils, getting that experience and that understanding of how the homeopathic <laughs> medicine can uh, this help is the people dog, out. By the way. For just letting you yes. know, we have participation of our dogs here. So this was Ryan's yeah. dog. She will definitely be vocal at probably for a bit. Um, But uh, I was working with essential oils and working with topicals um, to help people with muscle pain, body fatigue, things like that. So I was exposed to the benefits of Arnica, Comfrey, Shea butter, Cocoa butter, those type of things, jojoba oil, as well as lavender, tea tree, you know, marjoram, all these beautiful essential natural options for helping your body. Mm-hmm. And being able to apply those, uh, then I ended up having seizures uh, that, you know, kind of made life an interesting event. And I started self-medicating with marijuana um, in a, you know, semi-therapeutic way. I definitely mm-hmm. was abusing it and being more recreational than I probably needed to. <laughs> but um in that, I didn't just, you know, I wanted to know what I was dealing with and how it was supposedly helping me. So I, I started to kind of dabble mm-hmm. into the research and the understanding of what that does. And then a few years into that, my mom, she ended up getting into a car accident and requiring brain surgery for a underlying condition. Mm-hmm. And she was in AA for 20 years, and she got on a, a, a whole list of pharmaceutical drugs. Oh, boy. And this is, tw- this is 2009, mm-hmm. uh, 2010 transition, and I had just moved to Colorado where they had legalized. They were the first state. So when I mm-hmm. came home and you know visited, I was like, hey, mom, you should try marijuana. Look, this stuff has helped me with my seizures. It's been... The, the science is out there and this movement's going, you should start doing this because the pharmaceuticals were causing a lot of side effects, depression and stuff like that. So I tried to push that, but my family members outside of myself kind of demonized me and uh, were like, you're trying to get her to do drugs because this is before it was acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so I go back and I'm like, whatever, you know, I, I did my thing and I go home back to Colorado and a year later, I come back to visit again because I I come home two years, two times a year to visit family. I'm, I love my family. I'm big on family. And when I come back, she had started smoking marijuana. And I'm like, yeah, there we go. You know, excited. And uh, she had taken she had taken to uh, taken it to the kitchen and she started making her own uh, marijuana butter and oh, mixing it with blue. Yeah, mixing it with blue emu oil and doing edibles. And I was like, you know, that's cool and all, but you can do better than that. I was like, you kind of need something to do. So I recommended to her to start raising honeybees. And I was like, you can use the byproducts of the the beehive in your topical balm and create your own balm. You don't need to use the blue emu oil. And so I told her about that. And then I was like, you know, you can add some Arnica and some Comfrey, all these things you can readily grow in your yard. It'll give you something to do. It'll keep you busy and it'll be beneficial for you (laughs) therapeutically. (laughs) So I started uh, just kind of dropping little hints like that to her about Mm -hmm. products that I had used in my career. And over five years or so, she ended up coming up with a wonderful product. And um, I helped her continue to improve it, improve it. And eventually I moved home and I started helping her create a business out of it with my brother. Then uh, that didn't work out the first time. (laughs) And about a year after I was out of that company, my dad asked me to rejoin that company. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to be a good idea. I was just like, it, yeah, you know, some, that's sometime, probably. Sometimes doing business with family is sometimes a good idea. Sometimes it doesn't work. And you have to be smart enough to recognize that. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I went ahead and uh, was like, nah. And about two months later, my dad asked me again. And I was like, okay, like, look, I'll go and I'll help him out. <laughs> 
And so I get there and I'm helping them out and they didn't have product insurance. They didn't have a website. They didn't have any retail space. They had nothing. They was just a, they were making it out of their garage and it was just a hob. It was a hobby at that point. So I get to work and three, four months in, I've got all that stuff. I've got it all set up. It's a business. About a year and a half later, uh, after they're, they're profitable, they decided that they no longer needed me in the company. And so I uh, went ahead and started my own company. Uh, out of the ashes of that experience, Rose Rise CBD. And that's where the Phoenix. And the Phoenix yeah. is CBD, is Rise CBD. You have to learn from, you know, I love the Phoenix because for me, the Phoenix will always rise from their own ashes and from their own experience. So, so you yeah, created that... your, your uh, business. And uh, what was your first focus on creating uh, those products for you? Staying natural. Um, I wanted to be the previous company. They were using a fragrance that was chemically and chemically made and stuff like that. I wanted to stay 100% natural. Yes. Uh, because of my massage background and also because the, that's what the market wants today. Uh, with everything that's happened with the with the opioid crisis and all that, um, you know, it, it the market's really into the natural products and the natural ingredients. So I wanted to stick 100% true to that. And that's what I've done. Um, I went ahead and found a manufacturer to make sure that everything is above board. There's certified non-GMO ingredients. Everything has, you know, it's checks and balances. Yeah. So that as I'm building this business, it's something that's going to stay for years to come. It's not mm-hmm. going to end up meeting, you know, red yeah. tape regulatory issues. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you're keeping it the way it's supposed to be since the beginning. So your purpose was to create what kind of bomb of slash, uh, because it's not a cream, it's a bomb. Um, so yeah. what kind of bomb did you create it and what was the focus on the first one? Uh, you know, it is a... It's the bomb bomb. Um, it's, <laughs> yes, so it it, is. <laughs> um, I, I focused on basically taking all of the topicals that I knew were good therapeutically and throwing the entire kitchen sink uh-huh. at the body. Uh-huh. I wanted the first product that we came out with to be really versatile so that as many people can use it as possible. So what we created is a product. Hey, doggies. We created a product that has 11 anti-inflammatories, five different analgesics, and a litany of other benefits. They're antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, antispasmodic. So if you have athlete's foot, you have a cut, you have a bruise, you have pain, you have muscle fatigue, you have dermatitis, psoriasis, eczema, this one product is good for all of those things. And in certain aspects, it's good for beauty application as well. Just not specifically. It's not dialed in. The fun part is that, you know, as we move forward, we can take these same ingredients and this same approach and we can create products that are dialed in to other things. So that's really, really kind of where we wanted to start was with a broad product that has a lot of different ways to kind of offshoot and create a brand with products down the line. So let me ask you the question. <clears throat> How did you uh, came up with adding the cannabis into it? Because your product has the essential oils and everything that is good. And you decided to incorporate it cannabis. Why cannabis? And it's a full spectrum you are using. Because I do, I'm starting to do some little bit of research on full spray spectrum. And there is other two different other things as well. And I forgot. I'm sorry. It's Saturday morning, people. <laughs> it, it's broad spectrum. It's broad spectrum and CBD isolate. And uh, okay. yeah, we can break that down. I, yes, I, I, thank I love you. this stuff. Because <laughs> exactly. That's what I wanted to know. Because I want people to be uh, educated about what is the difference between two of them. And why did you choose uh, the cannabis to add it to it? What came up to you or what kind of research uh, did you do to think about, oh, I'm going to add the cannabis into those uh, bombs? 
So, uh, break the isolate. So, full spectrum, broad spectrum, isolate. So, full spectrum is when they take the plant and it's very low process. So, all of the cannabinoids, flavonoids, terpenes, all of the compounds in the plant, you're getting the most out of it. Now, what they do with broad spectrum, broad spectrum is kind of an approach that is for people that are a little bit uh, apprehensive about THC. So they, they remove all of the THC. That THC component has been shown to be very beneficial to the way that ev all the rest of the compounds work. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, uh, I'm gonna interrupt you for a second. I'm smiling and laughing because your dog is pulling you <laughs> as we're on camera. <laughs> So when you guys are going to see the video, you will understand why I'm laughing because my dog don't yeah. do that, but yours does. In a minute, I'm going to see you flying off your seat by the end of the well, room. Oh, I'm, multi I'm multitasking. I'm, yes, I'm playing tug with her behind my back yeah. while I do I this. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to fly off your chair because it's not a small dog, by the way, he has at all. It's not a small dog. <laughs> Sorry. So, you uh, yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, this is uh, the joys of uh, fur parenthood. No big exactly. deal. <laughs> but, um, with a uh, full spectrum, the THC is actually a very vital component. It's like making a puzzle without a, a puzzle piece. So having a small amount of THC in your product enables the rest of the compounds to be more beneficial and to be more potent in their benefits. What they did with CBD isolate is they took everything out except for specific CBDs. So you can see like a CBN, CBG, yeah. Delta 8, Delta yes. 9, these new yeah. things that are coming out. Those yeah. are isolated compounds. Okay. So they're going specifically after one compound. Whereas what we do with Rise CBD is we focus on full spectrum. So you're getting all of that. So in our product there's to just let know people because i think now we're talking about this i probably say oh good lord i'm gonna get high on the bomb well no you don't okay i've been using uh two creams uh actually two of your bombs not cream bombs and no i'm not high like a kite not even for a sec and i don't use cannabis except for the bomb because it looks like first of all it's doing a good it's fantastic product um but you need to explain something too uh because we do have the endocannabinoid <laughs> i don't know if this is the right system in our bodies as well and a, a lot of people don't understand that uh because uh so the level of uh the thc in there is very low and it doesn't get you high so that's what i want to say to people because people are going to say oh my god no, I use yeah. those bomb and I can guarantee you're not going to get high like a kite. You're not going to feel, ooh, I'm happy skippy today. My mood changed. No, it doesn't do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to fly out. <laughs> I'll be good. This isn't my first radio. Oh, let me say this. But I want to see this happening because... <laughs> <laughs> for a long time you will have you will have this on camera <laughs> and then then you can make a meme out of me It'd be great i'll go i'll go viral <laughs> <laughs> oh this is so funny i love it this is what happened when you get your fur parent you play with your little ones when they want you to play with so so you went with the full spectrum uh, because did you study about it? Did you find out that this would be very helpful for you to put it into as one full ingredient? How did you figure out that this one or how did you make the decision to what level do you want to use the cannabis within your product? You know, um, I did research. Uh, I, I, I just put my time in. It's mm -hmm. something that I tend to do with basically anything I look into. I, You can only take so much, to, especially today, at face value. So I try to look into whatever I'm doing and get the the facts behind it. And in doing that, I, I found out all these different components. And Full Spectrum provides what research and scientists have called the entourage effect. Now, as a massage therapist, when I started researching this entourage effect, I started realizing 
well, oh my God, like this is, this is why people for centuries have been like, well, lavender oil is witchcraft. I don't know why it works, but it works and it does all these magic things. Yeah. Well, it's because the, the, these things they're discovering are cannabinoids. They work with that endocannabinoid system within our body to enhance our body's reactions to things. And the full spectrum approach is the most beneficial way to enact with that endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. And like I said, with our products, we want to take the knowledge we have from we're resurrecting this old knowledge using these homeopathic uh, ingredients that have been around for thousands of years. I mean, Arnica has been used since like 600 BC with the Romans and the Greeks, uh, comfrey, shea butter, cocoa, uh, shea butter, Cleopatra had raw shea, shea butter always available. So we've, these, this knowledge of ingredients and the benefits has been around for a long time. We just didn't have the science to say what it was. So they thought it was magic. Well, now we have the science. And once I researched that and found out what the entourage effect was, how it was tied to full spectrum, I was like, let's attach those benefits with these other ingredients mm -hmm. and create a product that basically takes care of anything on your skin. And that's where we went with it. Well, that was a smart move because a lot of people, as I said, there is tons and tons of cream and oils and, um, and whatever you've got in cannabis world. But if you don't do your education properly, especially when you're talking about uh, cream and something you're going to apply uh, on your skin, it's good to know what you're looking for. So when I met you via Jenner, actually, we did, uh, I was curious about the cream because as I said, <laughs> Jenner. <laughs> I love you, Jenner. You're hilarious. He's popping in and out with his camera, by the way. Uh, so he just appeared and disappeared. Uh, it was very interesting to learn about it. And as I said, I'm a non-user. Uh, I don't uh, smoke. I don't uh, eat it. I don't infuse it. So for me, uh, using this as a more um, therapeutic way was the way to go. And I must say, you know, we can, when you can replace one cream for your face compared to three or four that you're using, it's nice to have only one cream to put on your face than 25 of those. It saves you a ton of money, but also you're looking at the chemicals and looking at, like you said, it's all a pure product. It's there is no chemicals in there. It's all essential oils and, um, and cannabis in there. So for me, it's just going back to basics. Also, just to point it out to people, a lot of people, and especially the younger generation, don't have a clue about history. Learn a little bit more history and go back in history and understand that herbs have always been there through the centuries. You always had somebody who had a, a store where they had all of the herbs and people would come and with all of their pains or the questions they have or anything they had, and they were being helped by people giving them uh, some uh, mix of herbs to help them. So this is nothing new over the rainbow. It seems like we're going back to basics, what it should be. Doesn't mean we have to, you know, start to walk butt naked outside on the street when it's very cold. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the usage of the plants. I know, I like to do my own personal vision on things. That makes it entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to see naked people outside. Trust me, it's like not good. Especially when it's cold here, it's like zero degrees here. So we do not want, to, it's about 20, uh, it's zero degrees Celsius, which Fahrenheit is about 28. So no, it's a little uh, um, cold. But uh, talking seriously about going back to basics, because if you're looking at through the ages, through the history, there were great things that somehow disappeared because we modernized things and we decided to use chemicals and replace chemicals with what the earth provide us. And to me, <clears throat> uh, we got plenty of resources that can help us to heal. And 
I know pharma, pharma companies are making billions of dollars and they have a huge power here in DC, like every other country, it doesn't change what country you're in. And they like to spend millions of dollars on uh, political campaigns and people and paint them off so they can stay afloat. But if you're looking at a more easiest way to heal the body, egos with the plant. And that's something that I realized a well, long time ago because we, I grew up in a family where we were using plants as well. But I realized my body could not handle all the chemicals at all because the chemicals were nefast. And so is one of my cats, actually, who I had to go holistic way for him as well to realize that his body could not handle the chemicals. So we had to go a different path. But it doesn't mean that will suit for everybody. And I'm not implying everybody should do that. But think about it. And looking at what we got going on, I like the fact that your your bomb is really helping to heal and has other benefits using cannabis and there to get the most out of it is i think it's a great way to do and as i said you don't get high like a kite so this sorry guys if you think you're gonna get high by putting a bomb on you it's not gonna happen but your body will accept it and help to uh basically bring more value um that and benefits to the cream. So I love it. So you have been doing this uh, for quite some time. You have studied all of this. Now, um, can we talk about what you did a few weeks ago and where you went or not? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I'm an open playbook. I'm, I'm basically a transparency. Anything you want, you can look right in. It's right there. Okay. I'll give it to you fresh. So, <laughs> what are you he's taking notes we're in trouble <laughs> so you went to a few uh, last month you went to a conference and yeah I went uh, to yeah go ahead I went to pain week 2022 in Las Vegas okay and you had a booth over there and <laughs> cannot be serious sorry I know I can help it. Your face, Jenner. Can I help it? So you went over there for a few days, where you had a possibility, the, the opportunity to talk to a lot of people. Can you share a little bit what the outcome and how was the experience for you to go there? Well, you know, I, I think all of it was great, fantastic. Um, the opportunity to talk to the medical world. This is a specific uh, pain management facilitator conference. So there was pain management professionals from all over the world there. And I got a chance to talk to them and to address them. It's uh, really interesting. Typically in the past, it's been just pharmaceutical companies and they're just, there's opioid companies. They're all over the place. But with the crisis that has happened and kind of made things a little bit more evident, the pain management facilitators are looking back to holistic medicine and they're looking for natural alternatives. And we took the opportunity to say, Hey, you know, that's what we do. And we're going to, we're going to go there and we're going to talk about this. And they had some uh, continuing ed classes that were specifically about the cannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system. And with my own personal research and attentiveness, I was able to go and help kind of elevate their education on this and provide them with a product to kind of curb their skepticism. I had a few different doctors come over and they were like super skeptical day one. They actually purchased some, went home that night and came back the next day and were like, okay, I'm now a believer. Like I, I see what you're talking about here. Mm -hmm. uh, when we, you know, and one thing I want to point out about rise CBD, that's a little bit of a different approach to 90% of the rest of the market. We really incorporate the, the other ingredients are part of it. Um, uh, part of our mission statement is we strengthen with community mm -hmm. and that is played out mm -hmm. metaphorically through our product and the ingredients. The product is stronger because of all of the ingredients that are working together to enhance each other. Yeah. Kind of how we, 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 we will as a community, the, the, we, you, you rise up together uh, with the people around you. And our product does that and exemplifies that with the entourage effect and making sure that all the ingredients are doing those things. 
And so we had the opportunity to just kind of present that to them. Um, the opportunities that came from it are great. Uh, time, business takes a lot of time. Things don't just happen overnight, but we made some really yeah. good connections with like the American Pain Forum, uh, Migraine for America, and some different pain organizations um, that we're working on partnering with and trying to facilitate adding them to the community so that we can all help help alleviate people's pain in different applications and in different groups as much as we can. I think it's fantastic. It's great because it also helped people to understand the product and tested it. And I'm glad two of those doctors came back the next day and said, and they appreciated what happened because I got the product, so I can say that too. And they are great working products. So that's why, and I'm not here as an unbiased person, but somebody who, all right, this is my first cannabis product because again, there is such... It's a billion dollar industry. Everybody comes out with their own product, but the quality and what is in the product to me, it becomes critical because it has to be premium product. It cannot be second or third class product because you want a good quality in yours and not in the purest form of it. So the body absorbs it. Here's something people need to understand for years and centuries and centuries and centuries, people have been using herbs for beauty, for any kind of things. But the body recognizes when it's chemicals and when it's pure. When it's pure, then you don't have any issue with absorbing the products through the skin, orally, whatever. So it absorbs better and it doesn't reject. You get the full benefits that last a lifetime. So for me, it's, um, it's a great way to, you know, to emphasize that for your product and the philosophy and the core philosophy of your business. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, there's there's just so much to really talk about mm-hmm. when it comes to the natural herbs and mm-hmm. the really, I think the interesting part about that as we move forward and what cannabis and this industry is really doing mm-hmm. is it's highlighting the benefits of all of those herbs from the past, because as they're doing research, they're finding out, well, black pepper is a cannabinoid. It's called can they're called cannabinoids because originally we found them in the cannabis plant, but now we're finding that, Oh, lavender cannabinoid. They all interact all these historically beneficial plant products and plant ingredients and herbs all interact directly with the endocannabinoid system. And what I like to do to help kind of break that down in layman's terms for people, because the endocannabinoid system is a very complex system, yeah. but in layman's terms, it's like a 911 switchboard for your body. So all yeah. of your cells in your body have little cell phones, which are actually cannabinoid receptors on every mm-hmm. cell. Mm-hmm. And so when something happens to your body, your cells get a hold of your endocannabinoid system and they're like, hey, I'm having a fire in section three and I need the inflammation department to come and help out. So your endocannabinoid system, that's right. Oh, you're good. Your endocannabinoid system reaches out to your, your bloodstream and tries to pull in the proper cannabinoids Mm -hmm. to elicit your body. (laughs) Give Lily hugs. Yes. But, it, it incorporates that to elicit your body to perform the necessary operations to yeah. rebalance things. And that's really what it is. And the more we keep going forward, the more we're going to start to realize what Thomas Edison suggested in, I think, 1901. He said that the future of medicine and what doctors are going to do isn't going to be prescribing them drugs. Nope. It's going to be prescribing them a healthy diet and lifestyle. Yes. Because yes. our body has everything it needs to take care of. We don't give the body anything ever to fix it. What we do is we enable the body to fix mm-hmm. itself. Like you have a broken bone. What do we do? We set the bone so that the bone can heal itself. We don't put glue on it. The bone does its own thing. The body heals itself. We don't magically repair things we like to think that because it makes us feel powerful but what we don't realize is we're already powerful like our bodies are magical things that 
are already enabled with power. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's something that we're trying to highlight with our company is to just say, hey, look, we are individually very amazing beings. And the more we can understand that and incorporate the magic that Mother Nature has provided for us to align us and to elevate that power within us. And then we can reach out to our friends and neighbors and join forces. We, we are even more powerful and that, that exponentially is personified in our actions as we continue moving forward because our products are going to be amazing. They're going to help you individually. Our brand wants to help you realize that we can do that together as a species across the globe and start to really even more powerfully change the culture of society mm-hmm. so that we can get out of the dark ages in a lot of ways. Um, some of the things that are going on with the uh, child hunger and stuff like that, that really are affecting the world. You know, that That's stuff that's just logistics and it's just us not taking that power that we have together and incorporating it. We're, we're isolating ourselves for economic reasons or capitalistic reasons. And if we were just to, you know, take each other's hand and work logistically, we could, we could be a lot better as a species and as a culture. So our brand really wants to highlight those things uh, step by step because we are small and there's only so much you can do, but we're going to steadily keep moving forward and, you know, do our best to uh, personify our mission. That's wonderful. I love the, I love, uh... yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Jenner. Jenner. No. Yes, I know. Even the dog responding right now. Yeah, I know. We can see that. I know. Can I help it? The dogs agrees. Everybody agrees. <laughs> so, no, I think it's wonderful. So, what are you going to do next? What's going on with you and the company right now? Oh, man. A lot uh, right now. I uh, am looking into a lot of different things to pour gasoline on the mission. Uh, I've got a company that I'm looking to possibly partner with. They are a CBD honey business and they are really they've done the hard work the right way like they've grinded they've gone door to door they've made a place for themselves on shelf space and retail and they have the same viewpoints and they align with uh, my thought processes on things quite a bit and I'd like to partner with them moving forward and start to expand the product line faster than I would be able to on my own Um, because time is important. You only get so much here and I have a lot of lofty goals. So Uh the the quicker I can bring in people to my community, the more I can get those things done. Um, I'm working on developing some other products um, right now that are going to be game changers in the industry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Eventually I'll get there. I know. I know. I know what you're talking about. But um I'm working on that. I've got some uh, distributor, uh, some major distributor uh, business calls coming on and opportunities. So I'm working on that and just, you know, working on everything. I mean, I'm a one man band right now. Uh, I do my own marketing, my own sales, my own manufacturing. And, uh, you know, it it takes a lot of effort. Without doing a reading on you, it's about to change for the better. So you will not be the one in the show. <clears throat> Not, no, yeah, that, no. that's that's a temporary thing. That's a temporary thing right now. And you know what? It's funny. Okay, so while I, when we were speaking, I'm going to show this one to the rest of the universe. Oh. See that? And I just pulled mm-hmm. this one as the energy. This is from the Shaman Dream from Colin Baron Reed. And I wanted to see the energy, which is close, closing door completion. So that's been like moving to the next level. Where you are right now, I... it's nice. But now you're moving to the next level. You're closing the door of what you have done to move up. And from what you just said, it's funny because I, I, I pulled this one just a few minutes ago. 
<laughs> I wasn't even reading the book because I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, yep, moving up. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're rising, rising up, rise up. You're rising up like the beautiful uh, Phoenix. So that's fantastic. Fantastic. I know, Jenner, can I help it? You know, I, I had to pull a card somehow for the energy to see what the energy will say. So, no, that's fantastic. I love the fact that this product, uh, and as I said, I tested both of the bombs um, and they are uh, great. Um, one, I use it for the face. I even did the other one by accident on the face too, which was funny. I was like, oh, <laughs> I got it wrong. I'm like, oh, well, too bad. I'm using this one too. But a great product, uh, all natural, which is great. And as I said, it's a full spectrum, which I appreciated in uh, pure, the purest quality as well. So for me, it's critical for people to do their own homework. Now, where can they find the product? Well, right now, the easiest way to find us is to go to risecbd.com. So that's R-Y-E-S-C-B-D.com. Uh, we can ship directly to you as long as you don't live in Idaho or South Dakota. The rest of the country, you're good to go. So why? Uh, you know, the, the biggest the thing THC? between... C- because of the uh, THC or what? It, no, not just the THC. It's the CBD in general. Um, those two states are regulatory juggernauts, and they are still not moving no on the, the basic information and that's to each their own. I don't mm-hmm. have any negative comments for anyone regarding their approach to what this industry is. I would just suggest that, you know, if you did your due diligence and you looked into the actual research that is very much available, I think that most people after looking into the research and understanding the science behind it and the facts would agree that there's no reason to not make this federally legal and to not use this product as a topical there's never been anyone that has used a topical that has gotten a ua test or had any issues with that that came back hot you're not going to get high there's i I can't say it you don't get high because i am i never used any kind of drugs in my entire life recreational drugs i don't don't drink or maybe one cognac once a while but i don't I don't like alcohol, to be honest with you. Even the cognac that I'm drinking, the Courvoisier, sorry, Courvoisier, I love Courvoisier, it's the top one on the shelf. If you want cognac, Courvoisier, um, because it's French, by the way, and cognac is in France. So that's what I say, and I don't get paid for. But when it comes down to the cannabis, and because I used the cream, because I knew that you don't get high, you don't. It's the assumption. I learned um, earlier this year, I had a crash course on uh, cannabis earlier this year, discovering the world. Who would have ever known? I'm me talking about cannabis. Uh, I would uh, be a pro-cannabis because for me, the only thing when you think about cannabis, you're thinking about dispensary and getting high like a kite. But that's the perception that I've been given since 1942 when they put this plant into the prohibited list in 1942. The truth of the matter is that plant has a holistic and could even, uh, I talked about it, Chernobyl. There is a patch where near to the central nuclear over there that the level of radiation is so low. Why? Because the cannabis plant is used to filter the radiation. It's a clean uh, it's cleaning up the air over there in one area, not everywhere, but in one area where cannabis grow. I don't know who decided to grow cannabis over there, but thank you for that area. It has been proven, scientifically proven, that that area has a very low level of radiation. It not only this, but it purifies the soil. It can help to feed people without getting high. You can extract the amino acid without getting high and ingest them to help your body to heal. So there is a huge area which they made it a plant as the devil plant, which is not. And somehow over the rainbow, the assumption, and this is where the education comes, is the assumption people have. As I said, when you were talking about dispensary, I was like, high like a kite, cannabis, high like a kite. That's only doing the 10% of what that plant does. That plant is a miracle plant because there is so much more benefits to it than now. Because, you know, 
who's in DC, and I'm sorry to say that, the pharmaceutical company. They don't want to lose their happy pills where they cost one pill costs you 125 bucks and maybe take a pill with cannabis in there cost you only 45 or 35 bucks. Who makes the most money? The problem is that it will, you know, you want to continue to keep that plant for the purpose to keep it on a prohibited list so they can continue to sell their product. But it's like, no, it comes to a point we have to acknowledge what that plant does and how it can benefit the earth. It's not only us as human, but it's the earth as well. And I worked with, um, and I talked to and met incredible people who have nonprofit organization who are using hemp and cannabis and stuff like that to help a very impoverished uh, area in the world uh, just to grow so they can farm it and they can live out of it too, which is like, come on people. So for me, the cannabis, there should be a better education and we should stop to ban people to know the truth. The assumption needs yeah. to stop, in my view. Well, there's, I agree. And I think you hit on a couple of good points that uh, can be elaborated on. It's not just the pharmaceutical companies that are stopping it. They're the ones that are they're scapegoated because they're the very first obvious ones. But there's over 50,000 different uses for cannabis, mm -hmm. like industrial hemp, uh, 3D printing houses with hempcrete. Uh, you can eat it. You can make a fiber out of it. Yep. Uh, Henry Ford, one of his first Model Ts was completely made out of hemp and ran on hemp oil. It was made out of carbon fiber hemp and ran on hemp oil. So. These industries like Carnegie, Rockefeller, the steel, the oil, the, the rubber manufacturers, they don't want to see us really invest in the uses of cannabis because it affects the cotton industry. Uh, cotton wears out. Hemp actually wears in. If you have hemp clothes, they actually wear into your body. They have a very long lasting benefit. You don't have to buy as many clothes. It, it, it's counterproductive to the economy in so many different ways that numerous industries outside of the pharmaceutical industry really don't want to see cannabis move forward as a industry. And that that's unfortunate because you are right. It, it, there's so many benefits and it can help us. It is a balancing agent. It does help pull toxins out of the soil. So all these pesticides and these issues yeah. that we're bringing up very prevalently, yep. the, the smartest way to do that is to go to all these farmers mm -hmm and say, hey, we're going to incentivize you to rotate all of your crops with hemp, industrial hemp, and it's going to pull the, the pesticides and it's going to clean up the soil, which is going to invigorate the soil, which is our one of our number one carbon capturing devices on the planet. So it's going to help with climate change. It's going to help with carbon related greenhouse gases. And if we start moving in that direction, which is also another one of my lofty goals, um, and we start doing that, we can really be so much better. Like I said, we are better together. And when we start putting our intellect and that research and our minds to something, we can do great things. Uh, one thing I reach out to and I tell people, we just landed a satellite on an asteroid while we sat on planet Earth. Like yep. we thought when we put our minds together and we put ourselves and we worked as a team with our intellect, we did incredibly unfathomable, fictitious things. We, we made the, un, the unbelievable happen. And we yeah. can do that with so many different things. And I really think cannabis, as simple as it is, is really a linchpin in how we can move forward. So I'm excited with the movements we had recently with the president uh, and looking to deregulate cannabis off a of schedule one um before 1937 yeah go ahead go ahead no, no, okay go ahead, before before 1937 cannabis was the third most prescribed drug in the united states mm -hmm. and then yep. all of a sudden pharmaceutical companies came in yep. and put it and on it the was prohibited list 1942 exactly mm -hmm. yep. and behind everybody else's back and it became the devil. And that's too bad. Uh, we need to correct, correct the wrong on this one. I think that other industries can benefit from it. Uh, and that will move innovations 
a little bit more as well, utilizing those plants. I don't see why not. Uh, there is nothing wrong with that. So if people could stop their personal agendas and realize what we need for the earth and for the legacy, then they will change their mind. But it's a question, it's a matter of time because that uh, the cannabis has been removed from the UN list, from the prohibited list from the UN. So it's at the US level, we need to do it. And when this goes Agreed. down, it will help Japan, it will help other countries as well. So we need to be the big guys and do what we, what is right for humanity and not for a bunch of people who have an agenda. It has to be for humanity. Well, you know what? Money is one thing, but when you shift and you incorporate those into those industries, you can make good money is actually out of it. You know, honestly, I think that there's more money Mm-hmm. to be made it's just yeah. not as consolidated they can't consolidate it the same because yeah. any can, growing industrial hemp it's like growing you just throw the seeds out it yeah. grows like six seven feet tall you cut yeah. it down boom you can use it for all it, it proliferates abundance for everybody it gives everyone an opportunity to be a part of that financial benefit whereas right now those financial benefits are so consolidated into a very small amount yeah. And I think that they're worried about once people have that ability. But, you know, I, I, I'm an optimist. I think that 90% of people are just benevolent, beautiful humans who are trying to get through their life. And if we we empowered those people, we, would, we, we'd, we could see a really beautiful time period for humanity as a whole over the next few decades. But... Hey, We're going to work towards that uh, one step at a time, like Mike, I said. So and, uh, people doing uh, something good here. <laughs> Just saying. But no, I think there is more education <laughs> needs to be done at the level of the cannabis as well. So now, podcast-wise, so uh, where people can find you for your podcast? You know, uh, I am on uh, uh-huh. Spotify. We're on Apple, Google. But um, if, if I want to go to your, okay, coin, that's fine. I'm but not if super I don't want to go to those people, an anchor. Where is your podcast seating? Thank you, Jenner. Oh, I was the best waiting place. for it. Exactly. So, <laughs> studio start. <laughs> I'm like, you know, he's giving everything else except what I needed. So, right now. And that's what we're on. We are on. Yes, exactly. That's right. Yes, it is magic. That's what I wanted to point it out to Studio Sargis. <laughs> I was getting there. You know, you finish with the highlight. Jeez. <laughs> so what is the name of your podcast, by the way? It's it's Rise Up. I'm I'm trying to basically tie a thread between everything. So it's R Y E apostrophe S U P. Rise Up, and uh, there I just talk about. I'm more focused on like social things. Okay. We and just my ideologies of just solutions. I want to start conversations with people. I don't think I have any answers, but I do, I do have solutions and you know, the, the way those solutions evolve into answers is through discussion and challenging what they are and improving them so that they can be answers in the end. So anybody wants to listen, join the conversation. I, I would love to go back and forth and continue to improve some of these things so that they can become answers to what we have going on around us. Well, the universe is deep and infinite, and we aren't shallow. So let's uh, use that creativity of yours and uh, provide some substance. Oh, my goodness. This is way too much fun. So thank you, Ryan, for uh, for today's show. I know it's just the beginning. Hi, uh, Jenner. So, but thank you for uh, being on uh, MS Universe, and I'm looking forward to continuing conversation. Yeah, no, uh, likewise. Uh, such a pleasure just to... You know, to know you, to be a part of this experience and to join your universe. Absolutely fantastic. And it is just the beginning. We've got 
we got big goals, all of us. And uh, like we say, we're better together and it'll help us achieve those. So thank you for being a part and uh, allowing me into your universe. Oh, you're welcome. Talk to you later. Bye now.